Welcome to the Only God Stories podcast, where we believe testimonies are powerful. In this podcast, your faith will be built as we hear from people from all walks of life who recognize the power of God in their lives. To hear more testimonies or for the opportunity to share a story of your own, check us out on our website at onlygodstories.org. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. So glad that you're here with us today on the Only God Stories podcast. I am solo today. Joseph is out of town, so it's just me, but we will try to find our way without him. But I'm so excited for this week's podcast, mainly because I absolutely loved this story when I first heard it. So the story that we get to hear about today, it's almost like so simple, yet so profound and so beautiful all at the same time. And I think you can find, anybody can find encouragement in this story. Uh, So, well... Andrew and Mandy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'll just turn it over to you before we get into your story. Just share a little bit more with us and our listeners who you are. Who's Andrew? Who's Mandy? And just a little bit more about your family. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We're excited to join you. I'm Andrew. I'm from uh, Fayetteville and I've been uh, working at a church as a worship pastor in a number of roles for 13 years or so now, and um, for the last few years, uh, we have a few other things that the Lord's been leading us out in, um, including a retreat out on some land uh, in Northwest Arkansas, and um, we have four kids and have been married for 12 years and are just doing life. Four four kids, but you got to say like the first three were boys. You finally got your little girl. I say finally. Like, you know, you're going to be happy no matter what. But that had to feel pretty good, huh? No, oh, she's the best. She's awesome. And <laughs> so treasured. That's she's awesome. Good. I hope she's spoiled and protected by all of them. Well, you all have such a beautiful family. And um, I've been to your land, which is going to be part of what we're talking about today. You have this beautiful land and you have this vision from God for this land. So, if you want to share a little bit with our listeners about just that purchase of where you live and what God placed on your heart for that. From really like the beginning of our marriage, we've always kind of dreamed of having a space where people, we love like camping and adventure and have always found just that we connect with God and yeah, hear his voice more clearly when we get away from our like normal lives. And so we've always dreamed of having a place and maybe hosting people and teaching people how to hear God in the woods. And so we like would periodically look for land and uh, go looked at lots of different places. Um, And then in spring, like right after COVID started, spring 2020, we found this property that we're at right now. And it was just like perfect. It was exactly like what we dreamed of. It has like a, it's in... We own like the mountains and like the valley inside it. And there's a creek that like runs down the middle and it's just like peaceful and it's gorgeous and quiet. And so we came and saw it and we were like, oh my goodness, this place is amazing. We love it. And God like kind of miraculously provided for us to be able to to purchase the land. Um, And we've lived out here for three and a half years now. And it's just been actually like just wonderful like we 
feel like God has taught us how to hear him more clearly. And we've gotten to host lots of different retreats, like prayer retreats for people and have dreams of building more cabins. We're hoping to move out of the house soon and turn it into the big cabin. But we've been just trying to like move, not slowly, but at like God's pace, like wait on him. Um, really formative for us to being out here, being in yeah. you know, ministry for the last um, most of our adult life. And uh, even the house that we lived in in town was like right on the main road and everyone always saw us when they drove by. And then moving out here, it's like so quiet and honestly it was uncomfortable. It was like disconcerting <laughs> the first few months coming out here just because it is so quiet. And uh, a lot of times, even now, as we like realizing as we're leading people through retreat, um, a lot of times you picture um, babbling brook and euphoric moment and this just peaceful thing, which it can be. Um, but most of the time, as we walk through with people, the first 25% at least is like warfare. Um, you're alone with your thoughts that you've been able to avoid because you've been looking at your phone or whatever else you're doing. And we don't have cell phone service and we're already remote and, uh, you're all of a sudden confronted with, with your thoughts and which even with, with Jesus, you see him, it, he says he re often removed himself to a desolate place to connect with the heart of the father. Right. And he only did what he saw the father doing. And we so spent nice. so much of our life trying to figure out what our purpose is or what our meaning is or what the most purposeful, important thing we could do with our life or what degree we could get or what job we could have. And, and Jesus just did what he saw the father doing. And so that has been a big inspiration for it is how do we retreat to connect with the heart of the father and see what his vision is for our life. It's not something that we have to think of on our own or we have to try to hide in some hidden way. The Lord wants to lead us um, into the plans that he has for us. And so many times we're just distracted with a lot of other things or that we've become really inspired by the idea of hearing God. Like if you, if we have access to the voice and the direction and the leading to one, to the one that created us in this world and every purpose or meaning that we could ever have in it, we have to connect with his perspective because if we have his perspective on our life, it changes everything. So good. About the way we see our problems, the way we see our fears, the way we see our purpose or dreams or future. And really it's not our dream. It's just, it's been the Lord's path for us. And, mm -hmm. and so I think for, um, that's even as we're helping lead people through processes out here, the point isn't to escape or to get away or that you have to do something like this to find your purpose. It's actually to connect with the heart of the father and to walk in that wherever you go. Right. And, having the space to do that has been really impactful to us and has been a joy to bring other people along in. That's awesome. And I want people to understand this too, because you said that you worked in various roles, but Andrew and Mandy are both worship leaders. And so, and I think that that's coming out as you explain this of like really being a, a like a tool used by God to help usher people into worship. And in this way, a different form of worship you will lead on maybe Sunday morning or a worship night in a musical sense. But here you are helping usher people into that worship and that connection with God in a different way, using your home, using your space, using nature. And uh, that's just really beautiful. And I think a, a, a reflection of just the heart that God has given you all. So I, I love hearing that and hearing your heart for just that ministry in the land. And you say that you're moving at God's pace. 
that can seem, I guess, slow to some, but you've also done a lot. You've done a lot of ministry out there already. And um, I also know that anytime you're stepping into something that God is calling you into, it can be rewarding. It can be fulfilling. It can be even exhilarating at times, but it can also be hard. Have you had hard times during this process? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, yeah, earlier we were saying wonderful, and now we're getting laughs when I ask, has it been hard? <laughs> it, has been, it has been, even just the like process of being out here in the woods has stretched us and mm-hmm. caused us to like dig deeper. But, but you know, when we moved out here, it was with this like excitement and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I thought we would have like five cabins and that be hosting events every weekend like that year you know I just thought it was all gonna happen so fast and it has gone slower than we thought and not in a bad way but partly we think because it's something God was doing in us and like needing us to live it before we're like trying to teach it you know um it's kind of like can sometimes feel like a bit of a roller coaster of like things are like moving and God speaking and then we have like a couple months where we're like are we crazy like is this what are we yeah. doing like did God tell us to do this or did we make this all up like what and you know I don't know maybe that's the same as like I don't know I've been I've really resonated with like the story of Noah this year like this mm-hmm. I have been like gosh what was it like 200 years from when he when God told him the flood would come and it actually came and right. he just like, it's that 200 years of waiting. Like surely he was like, Oh, he had to like really hold to what God had said because that's a long time, you know? And I'm like yeah. three years in, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, anything you're doing, it's really hard to like, right. You feel like it's from the Lord and you have some confirmation that nothing's ever feels that black and white in the moment. Like, you don't have some syllabus that shows up on your front door that tells you exactly what to do this semester or this year. Right. And you, there is like a, was that me? Was that the Lord? Like how much of that was me? It's probably somewhere in between and we're trying to figure out the way. Yeah. There was a lot of days that was like, are we just making this up? Are we making this about us? Are we like, how much of this is God? And some of it's legitimate. Some of it is I'm making about me and I need to like, continue to like yeah to the lord and um and so it's been a whole process in us that's been like a good like like healing and maturing process for us and also just finding the way of the lord but also like he says he makes our crooked path straight and that he's a good father and yeah that's been a good reminder for us too is that like he enjoys leading us and he enjoys walking with us and he enjoys fathering us. And so I think that we can also like, like release the anxiety around, like even trying to get it perfect too, because like, he's a good father and a good leader. And we can. So good. So, so good. It's been, we've had hard days and we've had good days and, um, and we've continued to see his favor and, and see him affirm things. So we're still taking steps. I love a, a few things that you said. Well, I love all of it. But um, I was reminded of a women's ministry leader that I heard one time, and she said, 
um, I repent every day. She said, I, I heard somebody say they haven't repented and they don't know how long. She's like, every day I'm like, I pride. I repent of it. I don't even know if I'm struggling with pride right now, but I'm going to repent just in case because I don't want to be humbled. So let's just repent of it now. But there is that reality that in anything, like it can be partially us, like you're saying, and partially God's voice. And so to hold hold loosely to that and laying down, repenting of what you need to repent of, don't make it about you. So I really uh, resonated with that. Love it. And um, also just thinking about you all and the story that we're about to get into. The other thing that you said, Andrew, is um, about how whenever you're doubting, is it is it me or is it or is it God? But sometimes even you said, you know, we don't have a syllabus is what you said and put at our door for how it all should go. But sometimes we do have these moments where it's like, oh, this is from God and confirmation. And you kind of touched on that. But also sometimes we forget those moments. They're very easily forgotten. And that's part of the reason why we even have this podcast is to really memorialize those. So that way we don't forget them. And you all have a beautiful story of how really God confirmed um, what was going on with this ministry in your land. And I think that this is a great point because the Lynch family has a son about the same age as our son, Jackson, who anybody who's listened to our prior episodes, he was one of our first few episodes um, sharing a story. And so we just thought it would be so sweet to bring them on because Case, your son, actually plays a really integral role in this story of confirmation of the ministry that you all have and the land that you all have. So we are going to take a quick segue right this second and jump into a conversation between Jackson and Case to hear a little bit more about this story. Hi, Case. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Can you tell us, can you tell everyone how old you are? I'm eight years old. We've been listening to your parents' only God story. Can you tell us about the bird you saw at your house? I saw a duck, a white duck. What do you think the the bird being at your house meant? It it reminded me of when Jesus was baptized and God sent a dove from heaven. It it makes me feel like that part of the Bible. What did it feel like when you saw the dove for the first time? I felt like it felt like when I was reading my Bible and I was just trying to find the best story and when I found it, it just, the dog just felt like that when I, when I started reading my Bible. Can you tell us how, how many days it stayed at your house? I actually haven't counted and I, all I know is it, it it's been there, for, had been there for a long time. Is it like your pet or something now? Or like- No, no, no. It's not here anymore. Did it make a nest in there? Did it make it? Uh, I don't know. If it did, you've got to check for eggs. Uh, Maybe you could have a pet dove. (laughs) I don't know about that. To our family, the kind of, the dove kind of meant like, it meant like God was with us. Has, has God been with you since the dove has been with you? It has. That is awesome. (laughs) Bye. Oh my goodness, how adorable was that conversation, those sweet boys, and what a beautiful picture of just God's presence over your land and over your dreams and calling. Uh, What did that feel like, especially in that season that you were kind of mentioning of kind of questioning and things like that? Like, Andrew, how how did that feel for you? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it was 
one of those weeks that we had a lot of relational conflict and just just feeling like down and depressed and a lot of opposition whether it was the enemy or us or family stuff and kind of like not wanting to I don't know struggling to believe things were from the Lord and and a, a vision like a word that the Lord had given us a number of years before was like to host his presence and his people like really simply boiling it down to that whether it was about worship ministry and worship nights or with our land um hosting his presence and his people and um but it, that was just it feel like that was kind of coming in opposition it was we were struggling to push forward you had like a big conflict yeah i had a big conflict that even that day um and i called me in the other way home and she was like she was like the weirdest thing happened today we were like doing homeschool and i kept seeing this like white flash out the front window of the house and then they went outside yeah it was we were like sitting in front of these windows and it was like this white thing kept going in front of the window and me and case were is that what is that and and when you're like out when you live out in the country or you're in the wood like there's you know what types of things you're going to see you know what types of birds you're going to see you know whether you're going to see a deer and it's like it's fairly predictable what you're going to see when you walk outside but we've never seen a pure white bird right so we just keep seeing this white flash out the window and case is like trying to figure out what it is i don't know what it is i'm like sort of distracted because i also have three other children that i'm like trying to manage our youngest or was a newborn at this point it was in the spring and uh so case goes out to like check it out and it's this like pure white duck wow he he like walked pretty close to it it like just stood there and let him get like a couple feet away and he looked at it and he just came back in and was like amazed and he's really into like animals and nature and science and he's like those are not in our, those are not native to Arkansas. No, it's not a thing. Like, what? Design not a thing. I get it. I was just talking to my mother-in-law um, before this podcast, and I'm like, have you ever seen a white dove in Arkansas? And she's been here for, you know, decades. And she's like, no, like, not at all. Really? Never. This is not a thing. <laughs> so I'm like, it was a white dove, Andrew. I swear it's a white dove. And he's like, that's crazy. And we kind of just were like, that's wild. And then the next day, it like shows up again. Like at the same time, it was around like 2 p.m. It would show up like every day. And even out of that first day, it was like, okay, that was, that was weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, and, and started even doing some like research of like, what are there, like, are there rare white doves in this area? Like I've spent most of my life outside in Arkansas. I've never seen anything like it talking to friends who are like who are professionals and and different industries like they don't know anything about white doves in this area the professional bird people <laughs> yeah, all the it's a thing i'm sure it's a thing i don't know the word for it but that's a thing <laughs> and then we were outside uh in in front of the house one day and we have videos of, of that we were outside that one day and case kind of went down and it got, he got like within like two or three feet of it and it just kind of was just hanging out um, wow. and then he came back and we were like talking about, it. I was like, what do you think? We're always trying to ask our kids to like bring them along and like, and, and honestly, our kids have played a big role in us discerning when we're hearing from the Lord, like just asking what, what they're hearing and what they're thinking too. And a lot of times it really, 
aligns with with things that we're sensing from the Lord. And he came back, like, what do you think about this? Well, I feel like sometimes for our kids, it's like so much simpler. Like they don't complicate it. It's just like, oh, this is what God's saying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he came back and was like, well, I, I keep, when I think of a white dove, I think of that story when Jesus got baptized and the Holy Spirit comes in the form of a dove after that. And so, so good. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, I, I hadn't actually thought of that. I just thought it was I think wild. Noah. I go straight to Noah. Like, I don't even go to that story. Like, that's the, that's the go-to for a dove story. So we felt like, like the dove coming and we thought like it was a couple, a few days in that it had come every afternoon. We just felt really like seen by God. And like, he was like, I'm here. My presence is here with you. And you need to keep, like, I've told you to host my presence and host my people. And I, my presence is here, you know? And like, just, so we started like getting kind of like, Andrew started putting bird seed out for the dove. You know, like, it's like, how do we host this dove? Like, as this like metaphor kind of for meeting him and hosting him. And it just kept coming back. And I actually feel like every day, I mean, every day would come back and we would host, like sometimes I'd be mowing and it would just like fly around the mower while I was mowing. Or cool. I, It would like circle all the way, like go in circles around the property. Like it was showing off a little bit. Like flying around the house and around the field, it would come back. And then going into that next, that fall, that was like pretty much, it was like, a few weeks went by and then a couple months went by and then we're going into the fall and uh that there was one night we were set we host a a nature school um for elementary kids on Mondays, like a homeschool co-op and uh the night before we were kicking off for the fall we noticed that the dove like flew into the shop which is like our main building where we like host events and stuff and has like a big garage door and it uh, flew into the shop and like went up into the rafters and started like living in the shop. So basically it was then like, just like it would stay up in the rafters all the whole time and like nature school's going on, doing events and it's just hanging out. Like, it's so fun. Like kids would get there on Monday mornings. Everyone would look for where the dove is. Like try to That's hunt. awesome. It's like feathers all over it's the quiet. floor. We, I actually have, I brought this. This is like we framed some of our feathers. You framed the feathers. That's beautiful. I love that. What a good way to just have that constant reminder. So sweet. And it and kept going by and it kept staying. And, and, and we also like, it wasn't necessarily about even like just the dub. It was like just this reminder that God was with us. Yeah. And even if there was some explanation for the dove being around, like it was like the Lord just, it was another level of like, I'm with you. I told you to notice my presence and I'm here. I'm, mm -hmm. like, keep pushing forward yeah and it just felt so specific like god loves us and would even i don't know he already told us to do this he didn't have to send us a dove to like keep us going but he did and it was like our kids like were in like they like it just like re as a family like boosted us you know it was like we are going after this like god is here and we are supposed to be doing what we're doing and like there was still hard days that obviously came and it was like okay like still just a reminder to keep keep being faithful and keep pressing forward and keep looking to him and just continue to 
help be just a just a confirmation and another element of like I think a lot of times too we've talked about how I think there's more more of that around us than sometimes we recognize and I think that the Lord does like show up and speak to us in a lot of ways that we maybe would explain away in in practical ways and um and I think that's been a reminder too to like continue to look around and look for ways that God's speaking because he can speak through anything and anyone at any time. And that doesn't mean that like you embellish things to like make something mean something that it doesn't. And you like test things and test it with each other and with your friend and with the scripture. Um, but it just has been, it can encourage us to continue to like look for his leading and look for his guidance. And, and he likes speaking to his kids. Like he likes interacting with his people. And that has just been, we've just felt so blessed that would, would like want to, confirm and affirm things in really fun ways there were a few times i was like well it was probably like someone released a dove at a wedding and it just somehow ended up here and i'm like trying to rationalize it you know like explain it away and andrew's like yeah so like i could still use that dove and send it to us exactly god could have been the one to release it out of that wedding you don't know he could have put the thought in somebody's mind no, but I think that that's such a good encouragement for anybody listening as well, um, because really the the last thing I was going to ask was like, do you have an encouragement for anybody who might be questioning their calling? And I think that that actually really hits on it in a really good way for anybody out there that I hope you understand now, first of all, why I said this story is like so beautiful, so simple, yet so profound, how just dove that really i mean maybe it can be explained but as of now can't be explained just to appear at just the right time and god saw you all and he loved you all enough to communicate through anything at his disposal in this case a white dove to affirm what you are doing and like you said andrew uh, i think he does it more than we think he does and so for anybody out there be watching for moments like that some people call them kisses from heaven. Some people call them God winks, uh, glimpses of Jesus. I've heard all kinds of terminology for moments like that. And so uh, my prayer for anybody listening is that you are led to ask God to open your eyes to those moments as well. So that way you can see all the ways that God absolutely is communicating with you. Muni, um, Andrew, thank you so much for being on this week's podcast. I know I was left encouraged and blessed by your story, and I know that every listener is too. And everybody listening, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in a couple of weeks with our next story. So see you then. Thank you for listening to the Only God Stories podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media as we share more stories like these. And don't forget to check out our website at onlygodstories.org for more information on how you can share how the power of God has moved in your life.